What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Mailari. So tonight, very early episode, early in the morning. It's 12.45 a.m. here in Boston. Unfortunately, just got the news about 25 minutes ago now that Xander Bogart's Red Sox shortstop for over 10 years now will be making a jump to uh, the San Diego Padres signing an 11-year, $280 million deal. And the problem with this deal for the Red Sox is that it shows they don't want to keep homegrown talent. At the end of the day, yes, I get it. Xander Bogarts is 30 years old, 11-year contract. He'll be 41 years old by the end of it. But in baseball, you spend and you you really pay guys years 7 through 10 and a 10-year contract just to have them years 1 through 6 in their prime. And Xander Bogarts, I know right now, probably isn't technically his prime. I mean, I think at the end of the day, his home run numbers did go down. He still did hit, though, very well for average this past year at 307, 295 in 2021, and then 300 in 2020. He's a four-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, and a five-time Silver Slugger. It's tough to really let town like that leave. But at the end of the day, the Red Sox didn't want to pay him. And if you look at it, I just saw a tweet just about a few minutes ago now that the Red Sox, in their latest offer to Xander Bogats, was under $200 million with deferrals. So obviously you got a better deal in San Diego. Got 11 years, $280 million at $25.5 million per year. Has a lot more insurance now in his in his contract now with 11 years. The Red Sox weren't going to give him an 11-year deal no matter what, obviously. So now he's an 11-year deal. Will be in San Diego till he's 41 years old. He has a no-trade clause in there, and I believe no opt-outs as well. Uh, it includes no uh, no trade protection, and he does not have opt-outs. That's probably a big reason that San Diego made this move. They said, okay, we'll give him 11 years, and they can't opt-out after year one or year two. Like Carlos Gray's three-year, $105 million deal last year with the Minnesota Twins, he opted out after year one, which the Twins obviously going into that contract probably knew was going to happen. But as with Xander Bogats now an 11-year deal, the Padres have a lot of control of him. And at the end of the day, I get it to a degree why the Red Sox let this happen. I get it to a degree because you have Nick York, a second baseman, 2020 first-round pick, and then you have the fourth overall pick of the 2021 MLB draft, Marcelo Meyer. He's a shortstop, was the number one prospect in the draft. The Red Sox ended up getting him at four and is still on draft day in 2021. I get it. Those guys are going to be up pretty soon, and that's probably a big reason that the Red Sox let Bogots go since they know they had Trevor Story in a six-year deal. They still have five more years of Trevor Story. I think they knew, okay, we still have Trevor Story for another five years. Realistically, Marcelo Maya is going to be up in a couple years and probably Nick York as well. Let's make a move to get a guy that's going to be a stopgap to fill in for Xander Bogots. Or maybe, actually, Trevor Story is going to jump to shortstop. So maybe just a, a stopgap, whether it's at second base and you leave Kike in center field or you put Kike at second base and find a center fielder. That's probably what the Red Sox are going to do right now, realistically. Either put Kike Hernandez at second base and find a center fielder, or put Kike Hernandez in center field and find a second baseman. But if you look at it right now, the Red Sox have Marcelo Meyer, as I said, was the fourth overall pick of the 2021 MLB draft, the seventh overall prospect of the top 100 prospects on MLB.com. They also have Tristan Casas, who's going to be the first baseman of the future. He will be on this year's Major League Ross. He came up at the end of last year, was called up. Uh, and split some time there uh, with Eric Hosmer before Hosmer got hurt. He will be the everyday first baseman, I believe, this year. And then you look at it, you also have Nick York as well, which I apologize here, the Newton bus going by, making some noise. Uh, As I said, I'm doing this late at night. It's 12.54 a.m. now, uh, and I had to do this episode really quick just since I want to give an instant reaction and how I felt about the move. It is beautiful out, if you guys are wondering. It's like 60 degrees out right now in Boston. feels like it's, you know, a colder July night. Uh, when the sun's down. It just feels great out here, 60 degrees. feels like it's like September out here. It's beautiful. So 
coming outside to do a quick episode uh, wasn't the worst thing at the end of the day. But for Nick York, he's actually not even in the top 100 prospects on MLB.com. But I thought he was. Last year, maybe when I checked, I thought he was. He's not there right now. But at the end of the day, very good prospect there. He was the first-round pick in 2020 for the Red Sox. He'll probably be upper listing in the next couple of years, just like Marcel Lemire. So at the end of the day, maybe the Red Sox saw, okay, we have Trevor Story for five more years. Make Trevor Story a starting shortstop for the next five years. Or even put Marcel Lemire there and move Trevor Story over to third base. And then maybe move Devis somewhere. I, don't, I mean, Devis only has one year left on his contract. And the way I see it is Raphael Devis right now is a free agent, in my opinion. Even though he has one more year of control from the Red Sox, I think at the end of the day, you let Raphael Devis hit free agency next year, he will no longer be a Boston Red Sox, just like what happened with Xander Bogats. And similar to what happened with Mookie Betts, the Red Sox ended up trading him since they didn't want to give him the money he wanted with just one year left on his deal. At the end of the day, the Red Sox, you can't really be surprised in this move since they traded Mookie Betts. If you trade Mookie Betts, who at the time was the first or second best player in baseball to Mike Trout, I'd say Mike Trout was first, then you got Mookie probably at second. They trade a former MVP, a homegrown talent, Mookie Betts, and a fan favorite. So at the end of the day, I wasn't shocked about this move, about them letting Xander Bogats go. But at the end of the day, you do want your talent to stay on your team. And the way I see it is, yes, Marcella Meyer and... Nick York will be up in a couple years. And yes, Tristan Costas will be playing first base and Raphael Devers playing third. What does it mean for Xander Bogats when Meyer and York are up? But usually, when teams have a lot of talent like that, they figure out ways to put guys in different positions. You put a guy in maybe right field and try to transition him out there. Xander Bogats, when he first came up, the Red Sox had Steven Drew playing shortstop. You know, they, you know where they put Xander Bogats? At third base. Xander Bogats was not a third baseman in the minor leagues or at any point uh, in his career before coming up to the major leagues, then ends up transitioning to third base since the Red Sox needed him there in the World Series. So the way I look at it is this. The Red Sox probably knew we have these two guys coming up at some point, and those being, as I said now a million times, York and Meyer, and they probably thought, okay, let's find a way to get a guy that can just be a stopgap at second base, or if you put Kike at second base, or Christian Rory, whatever it may be, you're going to probably find a guy just to fill Bogarts' position for a couple years before those guys come up. And Trevor Story will play shortstop maybe for the next five years. Since he's a very good defensive shortstop, that's probably the reason Story will end up going over to shortstop. And rather, rather than staying at second base, he's also going to pay you know, money to obviously be uh, one of the best players on the team. And shortstop's a very important position. So he'll probably make that jump over to shortstop. I don't think the Red Sox will try to find a guy just to plug and play at shortstop for a couple years. I think Story will make the jump there. And maybe this was Hyam Bloom's decision all along was, okay, we're going to get Trevor Story, sign him to a six-year deal, and if we let Xander Bogats walk next year, great. We can save all that money, maybe use that to use Rafael Devis's uh, contract extension. I don't know if they're going to do that. Maybe use that to try to keep Devis in Boston longer. I still, at the same time as I said, feel like right now Rafael Devis is a free agent. Rafael Devis right now is a free agent, in my opinion. You let him hit the open market next year, he will no longer be a Boston Red Sox. And that's the way I feel about it. The Red Sox let Bogats go, obviously, into free agency without giving him a contract extension, which they could have done maybe during spring training last year. They just chose to not get a deal done since they were lowballing him. I think the same thing's going to happen with Rafael Devis if you let him walk and don't finish a contract extension within the next few months. I think once the season starts, he's going to say, I'm not going to talk during the season. That's what happens with a lot of guys. They just say, I'm not going to talk during the season. And then they end up walking in free agency like Xander Bogats did. Or they do what Mookie Betts did and say, you're lowballing me. I want out anyways, and I'm probably just going to leave after this year ends. And who knows what happened with Mookie Betts behind the scenes. I do think Mookie Betts wanted out. and that's probably part of it. I think Betts wanted to be in a big city like L.A. and be in the spotlight. He's a very good player, obviously. One of the best in baseball. I'm a big fan of him. But I think he wanted out. I think the Red Sox said, okay, I'll just trade you to L.A., get back what I can in return. Obviously, Alex Verdugo is one of the top prospects at one point, was already in the major leagues at that point. But uh, I'm a big Alex Verdugo guy. 
Obviously, Connor Wong as well, a catching prospect that hasn't really panned out that much. And Gita Downs just strikes out a lot in the major leagues. But I think the Red Sox just said, we'll just get what we can back from Mookie Betts. And that was my problem with it, since I think you probably could have got more back in return. Even though I love Alex Verdugo, I think the Red Sox could have gotten more back in return from him. That's just a reality. I think everyone that's a baseball fan would agree Mookie Betts is worth more than that, even if it's just one year. Look at one Soto was traded for. Washington, for just two years and change of control of Juan Soto, they got four of the Padres' top five prospects, and many of them being very highly touted prospects in the minor leagues. So at the end of the day, I think the Red Sox, in this situation, I would say to Bogart said, we're going to let him walk if he doesn't take a deal that's $200 million or less. And Bogarts obviously gets that 11 years, $280 million, and ends up working out for him get $25.5 million per year. And now what it looks like for San Diego is you have Fernando Tatis, who now will probably transition to center field. You have Manny Machado at third base. You have Xander Bogarts at shortstop. And you probably have Juan Soto in right field. Jake Cronenworth at second base. And then maybe add in uh, another piece, maybe a first baseman, which I know they're missing that right now probably. Maybe a first baseman and add in a another pitcher since I know that's probably what the Padres are looking to do. So that's probably what the Padres are going for. I think they're, they're all in. I respect that. The reason why I always talk with the LA Dodgers is because they're dedicated to winning. The Dodgers want to win. I think with the Red Sox right now, they're just complacent, just not spending money and just saving money. And that's my biggest issue with this team. They just don't want to spend money. And I understand it. Yes, 11 years of Xander Bogarts probably wouldn't be the best idea considering you have those two guys coming up at some point. Who knows if these guys are going to be superstars. I mean, I'm talking about them like they're going to be, but maybe that's how the Red Sox feel, that these two guys are going to step in and play right away and take Xander Bogarts' position in the next couple of years. Maybe that's part of it. That's the reason they didn't want to give him so much money and didn't want to be uh, at risk of letting Xander Bogarts get a 10-year deal, let's say, and have him end up not even being a starter in the next four or five years when those guys come up. But if you give them a 10-year deal, you're going to find a way to have them in the lineup. Point being, obviously, of what I'm saying is maybe the Red Sox are a long-term idea here with those two guys coming up. But my main issue with the Red Sox not signing them is this, is if you're dedicated to winning right now, you find a way to get Xander Bogats back on a maybe five- or six-year deal, maybe with the team option in year four or five, give as much money as he wants per year in those four or five years just to try to keep them for the next couple of years. Because if you're dedicated to winning, you want to win right now. If you are dedicated to winning, you find a way to keep Xander Bogarts in a Red Sox unit for the next five or six years because you know those two guys wouldn't be up in the major leagues for another couple of years. So that means you're throwing away the next two seasons of having stop players in your lineup just because you want to save money for the future knowing those guys are coming up. I mean, I don't know what their plan is. That's just a guess at the end of the day. That's just a guess. And I'm talking about Meyer and York like they're going to be Hall of Famers right away. But maybe that's how the Red Sox feel. These guys are going to be a plug-and-play type of player right away and be one of the cores of the Red Sox lineup. Maybe they saw, okay, Xander Bogats, 10 years we got out of him, obviously a great player. You look what he did in his career for the Red Sox. I'm just going to list everything he did. 292 career batting average with Boston in 10 years with 156 home runs, 1,410 hits. That's a lot. 1,410 hits overall, 74 stolen bases with the Red Sox over his career, 461 walks, a 458 slugging percentage, a 356 on base percentage, a 292 batting average, and an 814 OPS with a 117 OPS plus over his career in Boston. Then you look at all the honors he has, four-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, and then a five-time Silver Slugger. I mean, he's one of the best shortstops in baseball, and I do respect San Diego going all in. And San Diego offered Trey Turner, who got a huge contract from the Phillies. I just talked about it on my radio show the other night. They offered Trey Turner $342 million, and Turner turned that down. Because he wanted to go to the Phillies. 
So the Padres went all in there. And then today, reports come out that they were going all in on Aaron Judge as well. And Aaron Judge took less money from the San Diego Padres to return to the New York Yankees. Nine years, $360 million for Aaron Judge. And the thing with Judge's contract is it shows the Yankees want him. I mean, they're giving him that money. They want to keep him. Nine years, $360 million at $40 million a year. That shows they want to keep him. And with the Red Sox, you can't say the same with Xander Bogats. Because if you're offering Xander Bogats $200 million a year, you know that's far less than every other team's giving him, especially when you're adding deferrals. I think that's disrespectful. You lowballed Xander Bogats. You lowballed him. So at the end of the day, congratulations to Xander Bogats. Thank you so much for everything you did in Boston. At the end of the day, I do know it's a business, and hopefully this works out for you, and I'm wishing you nothing but the best of luck in San Diego. As for the Red Sox, though, clearly they don't want to keep homegrown talent. As I said, this might not be the worst thing since we have some prospects coming up, and you obviously paid Trevor Story last year, maybe thinking he's going to take Xander Bogats' position when we let Xander Bogats walk. Maybe that was in the long-term plan. Who knows? But the way I see it right now is the Red Sox don't want to win the next couple of years since they don't want to keep him. Look what the Yankees did. They know Aaron Judge as the face of the franchise. They know Aaron Judge probably will be the captain now of the New York Yankees. They gave him nine years, $360 million. Nine years, $360 million. And then you add in what he's done for the franchise, Aaron Judge. Face of the franchise now. Every single fan loves him. He's a fan favorite, obviously. Fan favorite in all of baseball. I think everybody respects and loves Aaron Judge's game. And they want to keep him, and I respect that. Happy for the Yankees. Obviously, I'm a Red Sox fan, but I do root for guys to get the money they deserve, especially considering Aaron Judge had such a historic season last year after betting on himself. I was rooting for him to get a good contract because he bet on himself. He said, nope, I don't want the money they were offering in spring training. That's not enough. He bet on himself, and look at how much money he got, $360 million out of it. I know he's turned 31 years old by the start of the season, or the beginning of the season, but at the end of the day, you're paying him $360 million over nine years knowing that years one through six are going to probably be great and then years seven through nine aren't going to be. Same thing here with Xander Bogats and the Padres. They probably are paying him realistically for years one through six. Once he's 37, 38, he'll start tailing off, I'm sure. And the power numbers were down with Xander and that's probably another reason the Red Sox let him walk. But you pay Xander Bogats an 11-year contract because you want to keep him for years one through six and you just chew those last seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleventh years because you want to keep him in your lineup and find a way to have him be in that star-studded lineup. So that's the reason they probably signed him, the Padres. Same thing with the Yankees. You've got to keep those guys in a uniform. Obviously, the Padres are getting Alexander in a Padres uniform, but for the Yankees, keeping Aaron Judge in a Yankees uniform was most important for them in the offseason. And obviously, Brian Cashman did his job, found a way to make it happen, and opened the checkbook and said, here you go. Here you go. And kept him in New York. And I know Yankees fans are very much proud of that and excited, obviously, and of what's to come. And at the end of the day, I do respect it. You've got to keep homegrown talent. Aaron Judge was drafted by the Yankees. You have to keep homegrown talent. That's just how sports is in general. If you want to succeed, you have to keep the guys you drafted or the guys that you signed early in their career before they had a name. Because that shows you're dedicated to winning, especially considering how big of a fan favorite Zander Bogats is, Aaron Judge. You've got to keep those guys in Red Sox and Yankees uniforms. I do know Xander Bogats' home run numbers did go down. That's probably part of the reason the Red Sox let him walk. That was a worry for me in the offseason as well, that I thought maybe there's a chance they let him walk because of that. In 2019, he had 33 home runs, a career high. You look at 2020, a shortened season, 11 home runs in 56 games, which is pretty good. 2021, only 23 home runs in 144 games. So that was 10 less home runs in 11 less games. 
than what he did in 2019. And then you look at 2022, 150 games, so six more games than he played in 2021, but only 15 home runs. So his home run numbers from 2019, skip 2020 because short season, from 2019 to 2021 to 2022, his home run numbers went from 33 in 2019 to 23 in 2021 to 15 in 2022. That's probably part of the reason the Red Sox let him walk and they thought maybe his powers numbers were going down, even though his batting average over those years was better. He had 309 in 2019 and 2020, a short season, 300, 295 in 2021, and two, uh, in 307 it was in 2022. So very impressive stats there for Xander Bogarts. Wishing him nothing but the best of luck. And Xander, thank you so much for everything you did in a Boston Red Sox uniform. You represent everything that Boston sports in Boston is all about. You gave it your all every time you were out there. And I do respect everything you did for the Red Sox. So thank you for all the memories and everything you did. And I just saw a statistic that I want to close the episode with that I think is crazy. There's been $1.5 billion spent in free agency already. It's only been six days in. After Xander Bogarts' deal... $280 $280 million from the Padres. $1.5 billion has been spent in Major League Baseball free agency in the first six days, which is nuts, which is nuts. Anyways, I will conclude with that for tonight's episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. I hope you guys have a good one. Thank you.